0: Welcome, everybody. We're here. Finally. We have a couple little false starts. Vision Sunday? No. Vision Sunday? No. Vision Sunday? Yes. Yay! We're here. Fantastic. So, so great uh, to, to be with you uh, this morning and a warm welcome to those online. Today we're not going to beat around the bush, we're going to dive straight in to what Vision Sunday is. like What the vision is for the year, there's four parts to to today's message. The first one is, what is the vision? Dive straight in. What are we going to do this year? What is God calling us as a church to achieve and to do? Uh, What faces are we going to see around the place? Uh, and while we're going to dive into that a little bit today, we'll see some more faces in the weeks and months to come as we get to meet some of the elders and the staff. There's just lots of us. And, and yeah, we just need more time to do that properly. Uh, but you're going to meet some new faces today. And then we're going to spend some time in prayer and, and an, op- an invitation to a challenge at the end of the message. Uh, but before we dive into what is the vision, let's uh, open in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the vision Lord, that you've laid on the heart of the leadership of this church for this year and beyond. Lord, I pray that as this is unpacked this morning, that what people would hear is not the voice of Tim, but they would hear your voice, your leading. Lord, and I pray that there would be something that resonates in each and every one of us as children of God, but also as the body of Christ unified that would say, yes, that's for me. That's the area that you're speaking into. That's the part that resonates with what I can and should and would do. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us where we need it the most this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. The vision for 2021 and beyond has two words. And these two words are so simple, so simple to understand. And you'll just go, yeah, yeah, I've, I've read that. Yeah, I know that. Oh, yeah, it's in the Bible. Oh, yeah, cool. But if we put it into effect, incredibly profound, which which profound means like life-changing, utterly like a huge revelation of what that could be. So simple, yet incredibly impacting both within our own lives and the lives of those around us, if we were to put them into practice. See, in Scripture we read that, that Jesus is, is confronted about, is he the Messiah, is he the chosen one? And his, his answer in that space was really simple. He says, look, it's like this. My sheep, the people that he's the good shepherd, and we know Jesus says that I am the good shepherd. That I lay down my life for my sheep. My sheep, they know me. Oh, I know them. They know my voice and I know them. And they follow me. Two words, so simple, they follow me, but so profound because when you choose to follow Jesus, Jesus was walking beside the lake and he he met some of what would be his disciples and he says, come follow me and I will make you fishes of men or fishes of people. When we choose to do it, we may hear the words, but when we choose to do it, there's something profound in that action that that leads us into areas that sometimes are uncomfortable or sometimes we just need to align our lifestyle with how God is calling us to lead and the way that Jesus lived, the rhythms that he lived, the way that he spoke, the way that he acted. And we're invited this year to follow Jesus, to follow him. Last year was a year where, for so many people, some of the foundations were a little bit shaken. When I say the foundations were shaken, it's not like, oh, everything fell apart. It's just kind of like, oh, there was a squeaky board over here. And last year sort of made that squeaky board really evident that I need to work on that part of my life. Um, for some of us, it's like, oh, it's a really, really squeaky board. I remember that we were doing, I can't remember what we are moving, or something we shouldn't have been moving in the foyer. Um, <laughs> Confession time. <laughs> um, I don't know what we drew, It might have been one of those scissor lifts or something, but it actually broke the floor. There was a hole, and if you found it, it was kind of like thunk, thunk, thunk. so. We kept putting pot plants and stuff, and it's like, oh, that's an odd spot. Yeah, but it looks great. We'll just leave it there <laughs> till we got it fixed. But, you know, sometimes there is just something happens in the floor. There's a foundational issue. There was nothing underneath it. We drove a piece of machinery that we shouldn't have had inside over it, and it broke. And last year, 2020 was a piece of machinery that drove over parts of our lives and, and the foundations gave way. And we've got to rebuild. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, we read that, that Jesus says that, that those who hear my words and put them into practice as like a wise man that built his house on the rock. If you want to rebuild the foundations of our life, if you want to rebuild on what took place last year and into the future, we've got to hear the words, my sheep, they know my voice. I know them. Jesus knows us in our heart of hearts. And because of that, we hear the voice and we Put it into action. We follow him. By following him, we're invited into this journey to go and make fishes, to to go and experience the things that Jesus experienced, to rebuild the foundations of our life in those, those areas, those little pockets where there's a little divot or a soft spot in the carpet. You know something's going on under there, but just keep it covered up. You put a pot plant over it. You go, oh, I'll deal with that later. And now this year is an invitation to deal with that spot in our life and deal with it in a way that we follow Jesus we follow the plans of the master. You see, as a church, we believe that, that the mission and vision hasn't changed in what God has placed us here at 410 York Street to achieve. We've changed the wording over the past of what that looks like, but church is church. It's the body of Christ. We're called to, to come and we worship God because of who He is. We we come to, to lead people to Jesus. That's what we're called to do. The mission of our church is to lead people to Jesus Christ and make disciples who are empowered to to do the same, who are equipped to do the same, because the, the evidence of a disciple is that they make disciples. Jesus did it. He raised up his, his crew and then they went off and then they raised up some more because they followed the master. They followed the plan and then he, they, they taught the next generation of disciples how to follow the voice and the rhythm of the master and so they, they made disciples, who made disciples, to made disciples and that's the mission of York Street. It's why we exist. Part of being a disciple is coming together and worshipping. A part of being a, a disciple is helping one another for sure but the mission... Is that if we follow Jesus, come follow me, and I will make you fishes of men. Matthew twenty-eight. Go into the world and make disciples of all the nations, and teach them how to obey my obey my commandments. Listen to the voice of the master, and put it into practice. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son of Holy Spirit. That's why we exist. How do we see that play out with well, a vision of our church? Is that that we we strive as a church to be a large church. Now, why would we be a large church? Why, why like, we are a large church, aren't we? Aren't we already there? Like, we're one of the, the biggest in Ballarat. Like, surely there's a little bit of pride, like, yeah, we're there. But the moment that we go, we're large enough, we close the doors. That's not the heart of God. We're not large for large sakes. We're, we're large and we need to be getting larger because there's people in our homes and people in our workplaces and people in our sporting communities and people in our neighbourhood that don't know who Jesus is. So our job is not finished. It's actually not about the size. It's more about the discontent that we need to continue to push. We need to continue to grow. And we grow as a family. We're a church family. We value family. We have three different services at the moment. The moment. The moment. I'm not going to say much more about that because last time I said that we ended up with seven last year. Seriously, we're not doing that, come on. <laughs> but we've got three services and they have different art forms because of the way that we disciple and the way we engage in worship, the way we connect with God. But we're one church, different ages and stages. This is our family service, there's kids programs and youth programs and all sorts of things running and a traditional service and we'll have a youth young adult service tonight and it's great. But we're one church. But we value family. But we also strive to reach communities beyond our own. It's not just about us. It's not just about going, yeah, we're going to grow. We're going to get large. It's not about that. It's about we're going to go. We're going to go and reach communities. We're going to reach into, into your family that doesn't know who Jesus is. We're going to reach, reach into your, your workplace. going to reach into the community. Yeah, we're reaching overseas. We hear that with our missions partners. But we can reach into our local community because we are missions partners, each and every one of us. A call to be mission. We, we want to reach outside of ourselves. This is the, the vision of what we see for the life of this church. And so in 2021, what are we going to do? What, what initiatives are going to take place? It was pretty scary. I, I went away with the ministry team. It's not scary to go away with them. They're, they're good fun. Let me finish. <laughs> but I went away in, in sort of mid to late January. Um, I'd just come back from holidays. I was still sick. I got sick all the way through the holidays. So, so I'm still not fully recovered. But I was like, okay, we're back. And everyone else, most of the other team had been working straight through. So they're, they're tired. Like, that's a nice word for it. And I'm thinking, there's no way they've had a good chance to stop after the rush of Christmas, to go away, retreat with God, hear God, what do you want for the ministry in this area, in this area? No way. So I'm, I'm not, I've set a really low bar don't do that with God. <laughs> what we walked away on that day with was 24 initiatives that they wanted to do. Now, I shared late January what God did with 12 initiatives, like 24, doubled. It's like, I'm not sharing that with the church. You know what happened last year? You know what God did when we shared what he laid on the heart of the team? Like, that was scary. Besides, 24 is way too many to share in a, in a vision message. So, Went away and spent a good amount of time with it, saying, God, what do you want? What are the aligning parts with all of these 24 initiatives, 24 different things that you want us to do as a church? 24 things, and this is not including what the elders and what I'm got on my heart. This is like, this is what God had given to the, the ministry team. Like, wow, this is crazy. What do you want to do? And two words stuck out, which, which fully fit the idea of following the voice of Jesus to rebuild our lives and the foundations. And the two words were rebuild and realign. The idea of we, we shouldn't just go back and do what we did before because that's what we did. This is an opportunity to rebuild but realign in a different way. For example, as a church, we pray. It's what we do. That's what we do. Of course we pray. We pray today. I prayed before. I'll pray again. We pray at the start of the service. We pray at the end of the service. It's what we do. We pray. We pray in small groups. We pray uh, each and every day as a staff. We pray as elders. We pray on the prayer chain. We we send emails and messages to pray. We pray, we pray, we pray, we pray. It's what we do. But there's something about meeting and having a space as a church where we gather midweek. And the only reason we gather is to give it to God in prayer. There's something about that corporate prayer time that is so powerful We started it last year. It was great. We met every Thursday from 5 to 7, and we prayed. COVID hit. We still prayed, but we didn't do that because we built that on a foundation that was based in a system where we could be together. So let's rebuild, but let's realign. Let's pray, but let's do it in a way that if there is another lockdown, we can continue to pray. We just, there's a system in place that we can do it online. People don't have the facilities, can just phone in. And we can continue to pray. We still need to pray. Just need to rebuild, but rebuild differently and realign. Same with the different ministries within the church. Let's rebuild and realign. We may find that as we realign something, it's like, that actually doesn't fit. Or we don't have the leaders, or people are tired. And if you've ever seen anything that I've ever built, that's a great analogy for what this looks like. (laughs) I'm not good with wood. (laughs) Metal's good because you could weld it back together. Wood. No. You've got to build and make sure it aligns with who we are and where we're going. And and what I saw was a beautiful heart for the, the incredible ministries that take place in the church. But we need to rebuild and realign with the way that God is leading. As we learn to follow Jesus, let's learn to build the ministries and initiatives in alignment with him this year. For some of us, you hear the word rebuild, and you just go, but I'm tired. I don't know. Building sounds like work. I want to just dwell on that just for a moment, just stop for a moment and go, well, part of rebuilding and realigning, not only our ministries, but our life with the way that God wants us to and following the rhythms of Jesus is following what he's called us to do. There's a rhythm that Jesus lived when we see Jesus withdrew what did he do when he withdrew? He spent time with his heavenly father. In, in some silence and solitude, sometimes he withdrew with, with his disciples and he had just time with his, his small group of people that he was investing in and raising up and, and spending time with. How many times do you read in scripture that Jesus reclined at the table? Wasn't, they didn't have those sort of chairs, but they, they would have cushions on the ground and they would, they would recline at the table and, and share conversations with one another and ah, relax. So when I see the word build and I, I am challenged in my own life to build in margin, to build in space, to build in rhythms, to, it, to align my life with how Jesus lives so that I don't get so tired. That I have space to to stop and enjoy life rather than go, go, go. Because I I love the drive. I'll fill every second of every day with something. I love it. But that's not what God's calling us to build. It's building on his foundation, his rhythms of life. And so we're going to be doing some series this year. What is it to, to live the rhythms of Jesus? What does it look like to speak to God the way that Jesus spoke to God? Well, well yeah, that's great. That's Jesus. Like He is Jesus. Like That's a pretty high bar. What, what about a normal person? <laughs> what about the disciples? How did they do it? How did they live out the, the way of following Jesus? Well, let's look at the book of Acts. We're going to study through the book of Acts in term three. We're, we're going to look at going, well, I've messed up in life. I've got some huge failures. How could I possibly follow God with the baggage that I've got? How could I possibly be even forgiven and and do great things for God when I've done such terrible things in my past? Or we're going to look at the person of David and study what it is to, to be someone who had some huge failures and huge flaws yet was a man after God's own heart and did incredible things and his life was totally and radically transformed. To put God first in his later days. And so we see that there's some incredible things taking place this year as we rebuild and realign, as we fix our eyes on Jesus and follow him. But I want to introduce you to some of the new faces that you may see around the place within the church as well. And I won't get all of them to come out the front because one would hate that, but I'm going to get them to stand up. <laughs> Um, I'm going to introduce you to Renee. Renee, can I get you to stand up up the back? This is Renee. Can we put our hands together for Renee? Thank you. You can sit down. eh? (laughs) Thank you so much. So on the spot. Um, Now... Renee is is one of the the behind-the-scenes people that have joined the team this year, and she's pretty much organising my life, which is fantastic. So Renee is my PA, my personal assistant, this year, and so if you get an email from Renee, this is the Renee um, that you're getting an email from, and pretty much she just makes sure that I stop double-booking myself, because I'll just say yes to everything. Like I said, I'll just, every second of every day, yeah, let's catch up, drink coffee, you too, yeah! It's like, oh yeah, same time. Different places that can't do that. So, Renee makes sure that doesn't happen. And so, she also helps me with some of my spelling because that's not goodera in my talking stuff. I wrote that bit myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, Renee's um, in the office at the moment, sort of Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and potentially Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, just in the mornings. Uh, She's got to travel to drop her eldest off at school and they they live a little bit out of town so it works really well she comes in and serves in that and then she's got the afternoon to to do some other stuff which is really really good and great to have um renee and their youngest little dom he's also on team as kind of and so we've got this little dom who's a one-year-old running around the office which is a lot of fun It just just a lot of fun it's really cool so thank you so much renee and dom for joining team and helping out in that admin space doing a great job um, is Lise here? Yeah, you, you're almost there. You, all of a sudden, you look like Luke. I'm looking, you're not Lise. Um, Lise, can I get you to come up? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I meant that in a really nice way, mate. That's, that's not... Great plan, by the way, mate. It's awesome. I love it. Can we grab a, a microphone? Have you got your mic there? I might give you a microphone. Lise has prepared a song. No, she hasn't. <laughs> she hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, she would too. She's brilliant. Last year, Lisa was one of our interns, and she, was, she works really closely with Ange and continues to do so in the area of, of worship and that creative arts, arts space. And, and last year, she was an intern studying with head office with the um, Accelerate Leadership Program with Churches of Christ, Vic and She graduated last year, doing an awesome job, but you're also continuing to study with the Australian College of Ministries. These are all, will fit in in a second. Um, So ACOM, Australian College of Ministries, you're still studying with them. But this year Lisa's joined the staff team by overseeing the entire intern and student program, which is huge. We can put our hands together for that because that is massive. So in the past we've had one intern a year. Because um, there's been a financial contribution and, and the system and the support which would allow for one intern a year um, to take place, but Lisa's done an incredible job of rejigging that. Re that's rejigging. Pa, I need help. Renee, is there a better word for rejigging? Is that realigning? Oh, see. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> see, family, we do it together. <laughs> We're writing this as we go, um, of realigning our intern program so it's not just one person at a time because Jesus, yes, he did one and he loved the one, but he, he taught groups and he trained up and he raised and he sent them out. And so I'm going to invite our interns up for 2021. Um, there's going to be a bit of a juggle because an intern's on the camera, but you guys make your way up the front? And Lisa, I might ask you to introduce who they are. That sure. A, that's why I gave you the mic.
1: <laughs> Thanks. us put our hands together. we have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> i know i know so this year we have the awesomeness look oh, it's catching renee what's a better word for awesomeness? <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> we have five interns this year we've got maddie down the end here who's doing her second year of internship uh she's doing that in kids Min. thanks maddie We've got Michelle. Michelle's also working in Kidsmen and Caitlin's also working yeah. in Kidsmen. So these are our Kidsmen <laughs> interns. Um, we've got Josiah and we've got Bree and they are, they are interning in two different areas, which is crazy. They're interning under and in worship, but also yeah. under Anthony in missions. So double awesomeness. Let's give them... we've also got some people that are also joining us just for study that aren't interning as well so it's good fun isn't it yes say yes
0: (laughs) cool thanks can we put our hands together for our interns and police uh, for this year thank you we'll we'll see more of the interns around of course and we'll have a a great opportunity to pray for the entire leadership team at another date Uh, we'll get them all up and, and do that but as you can see, that the the church is is growing. Five interns this year, plus students, which means that people are coming and learning about scripture and putting that into practice. Uh, each of the interns have committed to around two and a half days a week, where they give a day to study, which is facilitated at the church we have people um, video conferencing in from from all over the place to help facilitate that and lease uh, facilitates conversation and helps them with the the academic side of it during that day and the other day they come and just become a staff member and work with the team and and join that ministry area in the, the setup and prayer and support of those in that area then they give Another half day ish to a ministry area where they serve. So for today, they're doing that as we see, serving in different areas all over the place. So go easy with them. They're new and they're all nice and new and shiny. So don't dint them and bang them up. Care for them, love on them, and and let's um, just give them some great experiences of what ministry looks like and let's see what God does with that. And thank you so much, Lise, for doing a great job. They did go on a three-day retreat this week, so while well, I said two and a half days, it's like three plus today, plus the other retreat coming up, so that's five. It's not normal, but, yep. <laughs> a number of um, years ago, when Yvette and I were dating, we Yvette had a horses growing up. I thought, well, what better way to a girl's heart than through a horse? <laughs> Renee... No, joking, joking. <laughs> but, but, you know, you try and build a relationship. I thought, oh, well, we, we got married. I'll get a horse and we can go horse riding. This is a whole new world that would be great to, ex- to to get to know. And, and so I'm a bigger guy and I, I wanted a bigger horse, so I did. And and those that know th- something about horses, uh, my horse was a, a standard bred, an ex-trotter, had a big Roman nose, looks like more of a Clydesdale's nose than a normal... Nose that goes that way, it goes this way. Big bull head, and she was sixteen hands. She was massive. Not these hands. Like she, she was like her back was up to my ear, and then her head, like she was a big girl. You're allowed to say that about horses. Don't ever say that, <laughs> Renee. I'll no, stop. I'll stop. Um, but she, she was a she was a big horse, and she was because she was big. She was the strongest. She was the strongest horse, and I was the least strongest rider. And and we would go for these rides um, quite often with a vet and myself and some really close friends, and we'd go ride in the bush. It was great fun. And the thing, you know, I I sort of thought, I'm a country boy, like horses, like animals, like motorbikes, tractors, you know. (laughs) What's this thing about? And... There's nothing like, you're on this animal and you're just relaxing and then they see a mailbox or something and for no reason at all it freaks them out and, and you go from zero to like 80 and you just go <laughs> you know, What's going on? Like It's awesome fun but at the same time whole new respect for, for animals. Like wow. But there were these moments where we'd be going for a, a ride and my horse would be in front just because she's the biggest and the strongest and off she goes. And and sometimes we'd be, we would often ride on paths that weren't as well-worn because of mailboxes. You, know, you don't want to run into something or someone or someone walking a dog that could spook the horses. And so we'd just go on these bush tracks where they walk track, like they're walking tracks, like the proper horse riding tracks, but they hadn't been used for a while. And sometimes the scrub or the bush would start to, to close in to the point where there'd be something that's fallen over or tea tree or something that's overgrown and it's, it's blocking the path. You can't turn around a horse that, you know from here to the piano. You can't just spin and, well, you, you could. <laughs> but I couldn't do that. <laughs> and then you... Sorry, I'd never, I've never said that in all of my preparing for today. I've never... Anyway. <laughs> we just had to push through. And I would tell my horse, Go. And then I'd pretty much just do that and close my eyes, and I'm pretty sure she did the same thing. And whatever was in front of us would not be there. <laughs> she would just plow through. She would push through sticks and tea tree and all the stuff that's in the Aussie bush and broken branches, and she would just push the way through so that all the other houses, they still had to get brush up against what was left, but they didn't have to carry the weight because because the horse that I was on, like these big, muscular things, she would just push her way through. And she would make a way for the others to follow. And, and in that, often at the end of that trip, you know, I'd, I'd, your adrenaline's pumping, you'd stop, and you'd look down, you'd, my legs would be cut and bleeding, because we were first. And I'd have a big cry, and a vet would look after me. But, <laughs> but the horse, like we had had covers and shin... And covers and stuff to try and protect her. But sometimes it would be the same. She, she would be, she'd have a, a cut, like not major or deeper, just just some scratches because she paid the price so that the other horses didn't have to. She went first and made a way so that the others didn't have to, to fight through the, the bracken and the, and the tea tree and the, the stuff that's in the Aussie bush. She paid the price so the others still had to move but had a, a path marked out for them. And I believe when we set our eyes on Jesus, it's exactly the same. That Jesus actually marked out a path for us. He has paid the price. He has gone before us. We still have to move. We still have to follow. But the, tr- the path has been made for us. When Jesus died on the cross, his final words are, It is finished. It's not this is a work in progress. It's not like, oh, I might change my mind. It it is finished. There is a path that Jesus has marked out for us to walk. When he says, follow me, it's like I even have the end destination. I I know exactly where we're going. It is finished. The path is marked out for you. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper and not to harm. Plans to give you hope and a future. I know where we are going if you follow me. If you hear my voice and if you follow me, we will rebuild. It's like the foundation built on stone. And for some of us, we're tired and we go, oh. the idea of setting out on a journey is tough. But it's like we just got to hang on and go for the ride. Jesus will lead us because he's prepared the way. For others of us, it's just like, yeah, let's go. Jesus got a path, and we're just going to run that path as hard and as fast as we can. It doesn't matter if you're tired or if you've got energy or where you're at. In a moment, I'm going to invite those who wish to stand to stand. And by standing, what you're saying is that that I want to choose this year to follow Jesus. Simple words, but radically profound if we put it into action. So simple to, to say, follow me. But when we do it, it's, wow, it's, how do I live with my family? How do I, I parent? How do I, I love my partner? How do I do this in my work life? How do I, how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I? I just want to follow Jesus. Radically life-changing. So in a moment, I'm going to invite you to, to stand. And by standing, you say, I want to accept the challenge to follow Jesus this year. Knowing that he's gone before. He has made a way. I choose to follow. Now, for some, it's like, yes. I've been, got all this energy pent up from last year, and I've got to get it out. Let's go. For others, it's like, I can do that. I'm still a bit tired, but I can follow Jesus. If He's made a way, then I can follow that. For, for some of us, though, it may be like, I got nothing. I, I don't want to stand. It sounds like work. And I want to say that's actually okay. Because in that, there's an honesty. And you might be just going, God, I just don't know if I've got it in me. And if that's you, and if that's the the moment that you're in, then you have an opportunity to go, I'm going to sit, and that's the start of this journey. Yes, I know I want to follow you. Yes, I know that you're calling me to follow you. But in this moment right now, I just can't stand. So Lord, would you meet me where I'm at I kind of want to dance to it a little bit (laughs) and and in that moment of of honesty though that's okay so in a moment I'm going to get us and just be careful, don't fall over if you've got vertigo but we're going to close our eyes and stand (laughs) the reason we're going to close our eyes I'm going to do the same and I know the videos are on me, they're not on you and if you're sitting at home, you can do the same. I'm going to invite you to stand if you want to take the challenge, you want to take the invitation of following Jesus this year. But if you don't, that's okay. That's just between you and God. And he will meet you where you're at and take you on a journey this year as well. So I'm going to invite us to, to close our eyes and stand if we want to take the invitation to follow Jesus. Heavenly Father, we acknowledge that last year showed that some of our foundations needed some work. Last year was hard for so many of us in so many different ways. Lord, so this year we want to rebuild. We want to follow you. Lord, we want to walk the path that you have walked before us. We want to set out on the journey that you have set out before us. We want to follow in your footsteps because you paid the price and you led the way. When you said it is finished, we know that you have the destination that is set for us. Lord, we just want to follow your instruction in how to reach that destination each and every step of the way. As you lead us, as you guide us. Lord, will we relax and submit to your lordship over our lives. As we hear your voice, as we know that you know us and that you have called us to follow you. Lord, as we we sit or stand today. We do that knowing who you are. But for Lord, those that are in a space of standing, will you meet us where we are at and lead us forward? Lord, for those that are unable to stand, we know that you will carry them. And so we ask that you would meet them where they are at and we pray healing in Jesus' name. We pray healing into their life and into their energy, into their exhaustion, into their their mind and their spirit. And that we ask that you would revive them to a place where they can once again set their eyes on you and have the energy to walk that path. Lord, as a church, we submit to you. We submit to you with the the, the theme that you've laid on our heart of following Christ. We submit to you with the, the things that you want us to do. And may we not put our thoughts into what that looks like, but may we submit to the way that you want to lead us. And Lord, we pray that you would continue to bless and anoint those that are being raised up in the faith through our services, through our small groups, through our kids, youth, young adults programs, also through our interns and our students. And Lord, may we point them in the direction of the loving shepherd who knows us deeply and intimately. In your name we pray, amen.